Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs, where we talk everything local. From finding out what makes a business owner tick to how to get your business found. Tune in as business owners share it all. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, Google girl, and founder of the Get Found Digital Marketing Program. Our guest today has been working in digital marketing for about 11 years already. So I'm convinced just having had some conversations with her, that means she started when she was about 14. (laughs) But six of those years were totally focused on paid social media advertising. And you know, if there's one thing that we all have in common as local business owners, there's times where you just can't get that algorithm to work. So hopefully Leah is going to give us some real insight today. She used to work at one of Canada's largest Facebook advertisers and spent her days analyzing millions of dollars in ad spend. Uh, And she also worked as the director of paid social at one of the large uh, Toronto advertising firms. So She's got some real experience behind her in terms of what works, what doesn't work. uh, And I know she's got some great information that she's going to share us today, share with us today. She started her own business back in 2017, and her business is called Loop Digital. And all they do is paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram. And if I have that wrong, but welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to First Page. Thanks, Barb. It's a pleasure to have you here. Older than 14. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the great intro. I'm really happy to be here. It's uh, it's so cool to have you here. Now, I didn't tell anyone before, but you and I have actually known each other for about, uh, let's see, my son's 13, so about 13 years, because that's when we first met, when you were at the university here. Yeah, I was a bit less than that. 2013 was when I was in your class. I checked okay. back on the date. So yeah. Oh, like really? Nine, nine years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so I was still teaching that. Yeah. See, it's all just a blur. When your kids are little, <laughs> it's just a blur. So But let's start with you and Loop Digital. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and how you support other businesses in growing. Sure, so yeah, you're correct. The only thing that we do is um, paid social advertising. Um, So we do Facebook, Instagram, and we also do TikTok now as well. Um, So basically um, only, only the paid side of those platforms though. So we don't do any kind of like organic posting for businesses or anything like that. Just when a business is ready to put some advertising budget behind their message, we will help them with um, planning their campaigns, setting them up, creating ads, and then monitoring and optimizing and doing all the ongoing testing that comes with that as well. Okay. So I think that right away brings up the question, do Facebook ads still work? We all heard the stories after Apple made the changes to their operating system. Um, So does it still work and what has changed? Definitely. Yeah. So um, most of my clients, like they're, you know, they're all still succeeding with Facebook ads is definitely still possible. Ad costs have been rising um, as long as I've been doing it. I think just every year more people get into it, more people realize what a great opportunity it is. And of course, it's an auction based system, which means that the more people there are bidding for those 
um, spots in in you know in the in the feed and everything, um, the more the cost is going to go up. So so costs have been rising over time. They're going to continue to rise. Um, and then with iOS 14, what happened was um, Apple made some changes to the operating system and how they allow Facebook to track um, track people's behavior after they click on an ad and um, and so that reduced Facebook's ability to be able to track and report on the campaigns as effectively. Hmm. Um, and so that did cause like a, a bit of um, a hiccup in a lot of people's ad campaigns. It was kind of like, you know, Q3, Q4 last year, a lot of people were kind of struggling with their ad campaigns. Um, but Facebook seems to to have kind of have things under control now. And it seems like... Um, things are things are back to normal so so that's that's pretty good but costs are definitely always going up so that is definitely a, a concern that um but they 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 still work hey so you know one of the things that i saw as an advertiser is the message this messages that i got from facebook and instagram were quite alarming like they really mm -hmm. wanted me to get worked up to get upset about these changes and I mean, there's two sides, right? Because the advertiser side, sure, I was going to be missing out on some potential customers, but then the consumer side, there was a bit of safety and security in there and knowing I'm not going to be tracked and pixeled and followed everywhere I go, right? And so what is the reaction that you've heard from most of your business owners or most of your clients around the changes? Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. There is two sides um, and Apple has really kind of positioned themselves as like, you know, protecting the consumer and, and considering like privacy for, um, for all of its customers. But it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Apple is going to be rolling out their own, they've announced they're going to be rolling out their own advertising. Um, so really like, I, I think that they're probably going to be using a lot of the same data that they're restricting Facebook from tracking. I think they just kind of position it as a, a privacy protection for, for their customers. But um, I think it's all just kind of politics. Um, but yeah, in terms of reaction um, for our business owners, they've, you know, most of them are, are not super happy about it. We, we aren't able to track our data as accurately in Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now there are like um, external tools that have popped up that have helped to um, uh, add additional tracking for business owners. And um, now Facebook's got like the conversions API, which make th makes things more accurate and everything. But um, it's definitely not as, as seamless as it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking to a local business owner who, you know, they're really just trying to get started, maybe they've never even done an ad before, where would you suggest that they need to start? Um, definitely start with the creative and your message and what you want to say. This is really the most important part about advertising. I think a lot of people get really caught up in the targeting or the way the like the settings on the campaign or using CBO or ABO or different like um tactics like that but really the best place to start is just making a really good ad making something that people that your audience wants to see that they're going to engage in so think about it from their perspective what would what would be something that would be interesting for them and engaging for them to that they're going to want to click on like how can you 
take your message and make it interesting to people and think about it from their perspective and make something that, that they um, are really going to resonate with. You have a really good quote on your website, and I forget how exactly it goes, but it said something to the effect of, you know, people will read a message because it's of interest to them. Sometimes it's an ad, sometimes it's just a post, and it doesn't have to be online. Like we as human beings actually engage with content that's offline as well right now. So so kind of walk me through that process, because I do think that that's a little bit different for a lot of advertising agencies. They tend to focus on, you know, your audience and their age and this and that, where you're really focused on the creative. So walk me through your process. How do you how do you go about creating that um, that great creative and how would a business owner do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's really, yeah, what you said about, you know, people read what interests them. And I think that with paid social advertising, that is even more, even more true than ever, because when your ad is showing up on social media, it's going to be showing up like in the Instagram newsfeed, in the Facebook newsfeed or on TikTok or whatever. It's an interruption to people's entertainment, right? And so when you think about the context of where your ad is showing up, your ad is going to perform best if you make it blend in to the rest of the content. So your ad should be, you should think of your ad like an entertaining TikTok video or like uh, a Instagram reel or something like that. Um, and so thinking about making your content like a piece of organic social media content or making it similar to that kind of style is, is what really works well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, you mentioned, you know, um, traditional advertisers think about like the, the demographics and everything. And I think we're really, I'm really noticing a shift in marketing away from demographics and more towards psychographics and thinking more about what is my audience interested in? What problems are they having? What, um, what desires do they have? Where do they want to be? And um, speaking to those rather than speaking to the demographics. And when you can do that, you are actually creating ads that are going to really resonate with the audience, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, previously, a lot of people thought of their targeting as happening like, okay, let's target, you know, um, 30 year old women in New York or something like that. But um, now you can make an ad that targets someone who has a specific problem that speaks to that specific problem, and the algorithm will actually figure out who has that problem and and show the ad to them itself. So we as advertisers, we need to think less about those um, specific demographics and more just about making ads that speak to the right people at the right time. Exactly. Um, And, you know, that's something that we talk a lot about in Get Found is the problem. What problem do you solve for your customers? And, you know, problem or reward doesn't matter which perspective you look at. Um, Customers want something when they spend money. If they go out for supper, the problem they want to solve is the fridge is empty and they're hungry. Or it's Friday night. I'm way too tired to cook. And so I just want to go out and grab something. So when you start to think about defining that problem, um, are you able to help businesses define their problem? Or do you find that by the time they come to you, they're like, this is the problem we solve. How does someone, you know, wrap their head around what problem they can solve and and then getting that broader voice to folks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of business owners do have an idea 
of this. Um, <laughs> but I do like to really do a lot of research into it as well, because um, I think it's so important to really understand it from the customer's perspective. So I think the best way to do this research is to look is to look at um, customer reviews, testimonials, and find out what you know what the customers are saying. What did they get out of it? What was that process like of going from not having whatever the business offers to then having it, and how did that change their change their life? Um, yeah, so definitely going to the customers and getting the problem from them as opposed to from the business owner and what the business owner thinks the problem is because it's not always uh, in alignment. You know, and I would even argue in a lot of cases, I don't think it's in alignment, right? Um, mm -hmm. I use something as simple as, you know, buying groceries. So it doesn't matter where you buy your groceries. We don't go and buy groceries because we want to spend money on food. We go and buy groceries because we have teenage kids that are eating us out of house and home Fridge is constantly empty and it's too expensive to go out all the time, right? And so our motivations to buy groceries aren't based on I want to, it's I need to. Mm -hmm. And I think when we can start to think about our solution from that perspective, uh, it really helps us get into the customer's mind. Um, I like what you've said about, you know, go and read your customer reviews. What did they appreciate the most for some of them? It's, you know, the ease. If you're a plumber, oh goodness, they made it so easy. One phone call, they came, they, you know, they did everything. And so sometimes it's as simple as just make it easy for your customers. Easier it is to do business with you, the less fr friction there is, the better, right? So mm -hmm. when you're working uh, with a local business or with a business who wants to advertise online, how do you counsel them in like, what's the right time to start? So if um, Catherine's with us today live. So Catherine called you up and said, hey, Leah, uh, we want to think about working with you. What questions would you ask Catherine first to see if she's ready? Um, I would start by asking, like, where, like, how customers are currently finding the business. Um, and I always I always want to make sure that the the offer itself in the first place is attractive to people because advertising really only amplifies what you have already. Um, like if if you have a business and an offer that people just aren't interested in and you haven't tested and proven like the validation of your market, then advertising is is only going to amplify what you already have, which is nothing. So you're going to get nothing from from advertising. Yeah. Um, so I always really like to make sure that the business has a good foundation already, that they're that they're able to get um, customers organically, that people are happy with the service and everything, um, just to make sure that um, they have kind of like that foundation set. Huh? Um, and then and then after that, um, I it's it's great if they have good assets, like you know, testimonial videos we could use, anything like that for um, for creating the campaigns. And huh. then um, I, th I think that's pretty much it. I mean, advertising, you know, you can start early, even just with like a small budget. Hmm. Yeah. And so would there be a different approach, let's say for a local restaurant uh, that relies 100% on foot traffic versus maybe a dog trainer who, who works with um, clients online? 
So is there a different approach that you take or would, you know, maybe recommend to a business? Yeah, definitely. So a local business, um, I would, I mean, you know, obviously the targeting is going to be different. You're going to want to target, you know, locally in that region because those are the Mm -hmm. only people that are going to be able to to go into it. Um, And so in that case, I feel like your message needs to be a little bit broader and appeal to um, more people because you've got kind of a smaller audience, right? You're only targeting like one city or one neighborhood as opposed to targeting all of Canada or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then it, it, if you're, if you're the the dog trainer that can help anyone, um, then you can have a more, you, I would recommend like niching a bit more so that you can um, figure, figure out like how you can really speak directly to one type of customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and when you're working with a client, depending on whether they are that online, online dog trainer or, you know, the local business, do you help them find the budget that might be, you know, the right budget or how do you determine that? Yeah. Um, budget. So for budget, you want to work backwards from your numbers. So ideally you, you want to understand what your target CPA would be. So, the CPA is the cost per acquisition or how yep. much you want to spend to acquire a new customer. Mm-hmm. So say the dog trainer um, charges $500 for their you know, dog training package um, and they have a certain amount of costs, you know, software they have to spend or whatever in order to do that. Um, maybe it's $100. So then, you know, they've got $400 profit and for their time, they want to be compensated uh, like say 250. So then you've got $150 left to work with right. that you can, you know, if, if they can acquire a customer for $150, then they know that they're, they're going to be hitting the numbers that they want to hit and get, get the margins that they want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so then starting from that $150, then you can work backwards from that. You can run a test with the data. You can see um, what your, what your, you know, cost per click is like, what your conversion rate is like, and figure out what that um, CPA actually is. And then if it's reasonable to be able to kind of do some testing and, and optimize and get it to that point. Okay. Just say that one more time for me, Leah. So walk me through that process. Um, Cause I think that was a fantastic explanation. Just walk me through that one more time, if you would. Sure. So, um, so you need to figure out what, what is the price point that makes sense for you to acquire a new customer for on Facebook? Um, so once you figure out what that price point is, then you can, um, you have kind of like a goal that you want to get to. Right. And so from there, you, when you start running ads, you can, you can, you can start collecting some data. So for example, you'll start, um, learning what your, what your costs are on Facebook, what your cost per click is. Mm -hmm. If you're getting, um, say you're getting like a hundred clicks on Facebook for a dollar a click. So you spend a hundred dollars and you get a hundred people clicking through and say you have a 1% conversion rate. So one out of a hundred people actually purchases, then your CPA is going to be a hundred dollars because you're getting, you're spending a hundred dollars to get a hundred people to click through. And one of those is purchasing. So you know that your, your CPA is a hundred dollars. Right. Um, so, so that's kind of how you can like look at the numbers and, and, and work backwards from where you need to be. And that's how you can know if you're successful. Exactly. Do you find that the conversion rate 
for folks coming from either Facebook or Instagram are quite a bit lower than traffic that hits the website on an organic basis? Um, it depends. And um, yeah, it really depends. I would say that um, it kind of depends on how long the customer has been nurtured for. Hmm. Um, often is often, you know, someone might come from Facebook and they're not going to convert at that point, but maybe another a month later they go and they Google the website and then they go to it and then they convert at that point. You know, it's, 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 it's really from like, it's really from the Facebook ads originally. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so Facebook ad traffic, it, yeah, it can be, um, it, it like, it, it can seem like it's, it's not as, um, as engaged. Yeah, exactly. But, but you're often like building up those relationships to nurture mm -hmm. later as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned psychographics earlier, and I think about the dog trainer psychographics would be a fantastic targeting tool because we know who's interested in, you know, pets and dogs and behavior and right. Like we can really pick those things. If you're a mm -hmm. local restaurant. Psychographics probably have less influence and that might be where physical location uh, and even age fall into a little bit more because for some restaurants, you know, kids can't even be there. So you have to be 19 and over, things like that. Uh, and so is, is that how you differentiate when you look at a, a local business, the plumber, the restaurant? Okay, it's location-based. And so now we're going to use more so demographics because, you know, I even think about the plumber. Well, psychographics aren't going to matter because we all have furnaces in our houses, right? And so is that how you differentiate? Um, I would actually say, no, like the more and more, I think that, I, I really feel like psychographics is just almost always the better way to go because <laughs> even, even for that restaurant, I wouldn't recommend um, limiting your demographic targeting any further because you're already limited by geographic. You've already got like just only like a neighborhood or a city that you can target. <laughs> and when the more that you limit and the more that you restrict Facebook, the higher your costs are going to be. Okay. So if you're targeting, say, you know, Regina, and I, in that case, I wouldn't recommend, you know, targeting only people of a certain age group or something like that, because mm -hmm. you're going to limit your targeting even further. And the, the Facebook algorithm, it's, it's very smart. It's got billions of data points from, yes. you know, the past decade. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it really knows who, who's resonating with that ad. And what happens is as people start to click on the ad, engage with the ad, um, even it notices who's like stopping their scroll to look at the ad and read it. <laughs> and it's learning who's engaging with that ad and it it will figure out the demographics on its own. Okay. And if you limit your demographics, then, you know, Facebook might say, okay, this restaurant is, it mostly appeals to people in their thirties, <laughs> but maybe there are some people in their twenties in their that Facebook knows that they're gonna really like that restaurant just because of other certain interests that they have in common with those people in their 30s. Mm -hmm. So Facebook is able to find those outliers that might not necessarily fit into that demographic group. Okay. But um, in that way, you're not restricting the algorithm from even being able to reach out to those people. Right, so you might actually be able to target if you're the plumber, you target based on maybe home ownership or something related to house and home and the restaurant might look at interests like sports bar, um, pool, 
those sorts of topics. So we could you and I have no idea what's from that perspective, what's available in Facebook ads, like if those psychographics would even be available. I did notice the other day uh, when we were in there for a client that they're removing some of the demographic targeting, which mm-hmm. I presume is just targeting that that isn't being used actively. Um, yeah, actually. So um, in this case, with any local business, I really wouldn't recommend any interest targeting. So I wouldn't even mm-hmm. uh, recommend targeting, you know, based on, you know, like you said, sports bar, home ownership. Right. I would go totally broad. And this is something that I'm seeing working better and better and more and more broad targeting is what I would recommend, especially for a local business. Okay. Again, because the the location is so small, um, you don't want to restrict the algorithm any further mm-hmm. than it already is. Yeah. Um, and so when I say psychographics, I'm thinking less of the targeting and more of like in your ad creative, mm-hmm. really making sure that your ad speaks to the type of person that you want to speak to. So um, if you're a plumber, um, you can speak to like a, a problem that someone might have with their plumbing. Mm-hmm. And in that way, the ad will find the people that resonate with that problem. Okay. Um, so I, the targeting more and more is happening at the actual ad level mm-hmm. because Facebook knows who's responding to the ad, who's resonating with it. And, um, and then they're able to find more people like that for you. So um, that's why they're removing a lot of the demo or a lot of the interest targeting mm-hmm. because um, it's it's just becoming less and less important to to have that kind of targeting. Okay. No, that makes perfect sense to me. And that's it. We're out of time. Thank you, Leah, for joining us today to talk about Facebook and Instagram ads, what's working today and what's not anymore. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at Barb, but above the fold. Dot live, or just reach out on our Facebook and Instagram page at Above the Fold CA. You can even submit questions in advance of our show just on our Facebook page. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner and Google Girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now. Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Connexus Credit Union is all about their members. Improving their financial well-being drives everything they do. And it's not just something they say. It's a promise that's delivered by over 900 employees across Saskatchewan. Their employees are members too, and they've been there. So they're committed to making your money work for you. The banking industry needs to change and Connexus is changing it for everyone because Connexus cares. Visit connexus.ca to learn more.